0: And we will start off, as we always do, with the nationwide daily COVID report. There were 14 more COVID-19 fatalities and 8,167 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry said on Thursday morning. This compared with 19 coronavirus-related fatalities and 7,681 new cases reported on Wednesday morning. The latest 14 fatalities were aged between 32 and 87 years of age. Now out of the 8,167 confirmed cases, uh, we also had 1,789 probable cases by way of ATK. And as I said, 14 more deaths. 239 cases were from abroad. And out of the 70,594 patients, 40,304 are in hospital. There are 520 people who are in serious condition and 110 who are on ventilators. Now today Phuket Health Office reports 580 new cases out of which 452 are local and 128 are from abroad. There were no deaths again. There are now 4,161 people in care and the island has 1,110 beds left. Chonburi Health Office is reporting 832 new cases today and one death. Most of the cases are in Chonburi City, Siracha, and Ban Lamung, Patia areas. There are now 7,966 patients in care. And moving along to the first story of the day. Suspects in killing of Bengal tigers surrender. Four men wanted for killing two Bengal tigers found skinned, their meat cooking on a grill, in a jungle camp near the Myanmar border surrendered to police on Thursday. They said the tigers had preyed regularly on their cattle so they used a dead cow the big cats had killed as bait and shot them with a borrowed gun according to police. Police and national park officials led by Tong Pa Pum police boarded a van to pick up the four suspects at a roadside checkpoint. Earlier national park officials had told reporters there were 5 suspects in the killing of the two tigers. Police later said there were 4 suspects not 5. During questioning the 4 men told police that they had raised the cattle for a living. During the past 2 months tigers had killed and eaten about 20 cows belonging to them and other local farmers. They felt they had no choice but to put an end to it. They used the carcasses of a cow killed by the tigers as bait and lay in wait for them. They only wanted to get rid of the tigers killing their cattle, they said, they had no other motive. They told the police that they had borrowed shotguns issued to some defence volunteers. The evidence collected included two slain female Bengal tigers, one shotgun, five shotgun cartridges, two homemade rifles, 176 rounds of ammunition, two bottles containing gunpowder, one bag of gunpowder, one loaded shotgun and 22 ping pong bombs, Mr. Sharon said. And next up, suicide mitigation measures to be stepped up. More action is needed to counter the rising rate of suicide, especially among young people, the National Mental Health Committee said on Thursday. This follows a recent online survey that links stress associated with COVID-19 and its economic impact to an increase in suicides. The current suicide rate is 8 per 100,000 population, but there were significant signs that more people were considering taking their own lives since late last year, Amporn Benchampontik, Director General of the Department of Mental Health, said on Thursday. The committee had therefore requested that the Communicable Disease Committee of each province make use of village health volunteers and community volunteers of the Ministry of Social Development and Human Security and other means in making regular home visits to assess the state of people's mental health, especially vulnerable groups, she said. Since many cases seem to be associated with the impact of the pandemic, the National Health Security Office and the Ministry would use funds set aside for coping with COVID-19 to tackle the problem, Dr. Amporn said. On Sunday, a mental health survey on the Ministry's website found that 8.4% of the 2.5 million respondents were experiencing high levels of stress, while 10% were at risk of developing depression, she said about 5.5 percent of participants were found to have suicidal tendencies. Dr. Amporn said suicide rates tend to intensify 6 to 12 months after a major casual factor which in this case would be the spread of COVID-19. Therefore the heightened risk was detected only recently she said. Young people required extra attention as they were considered at high risk. For this demographic social media was a double-edged sword as it could be a major cause of stress but also a useful tool in reaching out and helping those who had intimated suicidal tendencies in their posts Dr. Amporn said. Now it's very nice to see that there is a light being shun on this recently. I think there's a number of stories that we've covered about people taking their own lives and particularly at Saracen Bridge and Phuket. I think there was three in a week and I think this has been something that particularly has been missed here in Thailand and it's in relation to people's mental well-being during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's fine for the government to say that we're going to have lockdown after lockdown and we're going to shut tourism businesses and we're going to do this, that and the other. But there is a mental health reaction to this and it needs to be certainly looked at and followed up upon. But I'm glad that the government and particularly the Department of Mental Health here in Thailand are finally starting to take a look at it and are at least aware that the problem exists because at least knowing that the problem exists is the beginning of fixing the problem. And speeding along, police raids find eateries in Patia, Khon violating COVID curbs. Twelve eateries in Patia were found violating COVID-19 restrictions during police raids late on Wednesday night with many customers, both Thais and foreigners, caught drinking alcohol. A combined team of Pattaya police and investigators from the provincial Chamboree police office inspected service venues and eateries in Pattaya on Wednesday night. Many were found following the rules by stopping service at 9pm. However, 12 venues were flouting COVID-19 restrictions by serving alcohol beverages to customers. Of the eateries found in violation, Hot Shots in Soy Patia 6 had closed its front doors but was still serving customers inside. Police ordered staff to let them in and found many customers both Thais and foreigners were still drinking inside. All were detained but police did not provide the number. At 9am staff had pulled down a tarpaulin covering the front of the shop and let customers drink alcohol inside. Alcoholic drinks were poured into plastic jugs to deceive police, the arresting team said. A total of 12 shops in Patia were found to have breached COVID-19 restrictions. Owners, staff and customers were handed over to Patia Police Station for legal action. In the northeastern province of Kanken, police arrested 34 people, including two managers and eight staff, at a restaurant in Muang District for breaching COVID-19 restrictions during a raid in the early hours of Thursday morning. And moving along to one of the featured stories of today, Call for Delay of New Tourist Entry Fee. The new 300 baht tourism fee, due to take effect in April, is drawing mixed reactions from tourism operators as the recovery remains tepid and fragile. If the country wants to welcome back tourists, the tourism fee has to be put off until at least 2023 as the sector has to be rebuilt from the ground up because of the Omicron variant, said Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotels Association. She said even though the amount of the fee is small, It would have a psychological impact on tourists, particularly those who travel as a group, as well as cross-border travellers who frequently visit the country. Ms. Marisa said the idea of using the fund for tourist insurance and developing tourism sites is worthwhile, but the timing is off because the country will lose out amid intense competition. The president of the Association of Thai Travel Agents said the new fee will worsen travel confidence following the indefinite suspension of the test-and-go scheme and the country's ongoing battle against COVID-19. He said a more appropriate time to enforce the fee would be when Thai tourism returns to 2019 levels after Chinese tourists start to come back and global travel properly resumes. President of the Tourism Council of Thailand, said he agreed with the plan to use tourism fees to develop the travel industry supply side. However, the council would like more clarity regarding the funding mechanism. The rapid spread of the Omicron variant prompted the government to delay collection of the fee until April, pushed back from the original launch date of this month. Government spokesman Tanakorn Wambungan Chana, said the fee collection was delayed because the tourism industry had yet to recover, while Omicron is expected to impact the domestic tourism sector and the overall economy in the first quarter. The new entry fee will be collected from foreigners entering Thailand by land, air and sea, he said. The scheme is part of a 20-year national strategic plan that requires government agencies to have recurring income to sustain and stabilise the national economy. The fee is expected to be transferred to the Tourism Transformation Fund, managed by the Tourism and Sports Ministry. This fund aims to rebuild and develop tourism supply chains, as well as other safety and security for tourists. Mr. Tanakorn said the fee also sponsors an insurance program for tourists in case of accidents, offering tourists benefits worth 1 million baht in case of debt or a minimum of 500,000 baht for medical expenses. He said the fee is added to plane tickets prices for visitors entering via airplane. The tourism fee is expected to generate at least 1.5 million baht this year from 5 million tourists, of which 1.25 billion would be allocated to tourist sites to upgrade services, such as building accessible facilities for the disabled and providing public toilets, he said. Now, we spoke about this in great deal yesterday, and indeed there's been a lot of comments. A lot of people in the comment section yesterday basically said, yes, it's 300 baht, but it's not a great amount of money but more was the concern that will this money be spent on what it's meant to be spent on now there was a minority of people also who said well they disagreed with it and it would uh, impact them traveling to thailand they were the basic sentiment from the subscribers and listeners of the show yesterday now the more i think about it the more I, i definitely do agree that this is the wrong time to introduce the tax even if it's a small amount It doesn't look good in the eyes of tourists. And I think there really needs to be a rethink of when you want to introduce this. Now, of course, as one guy said, well, we should introduce it when we hit 2019 levels again. Well, that would be in about 10 years at the rate, you know, the tourism industry in Thailand's going. So, I mean, they need to really rethink this whole idea of this tax and how they plan to implement it. There needs to be proper oversight of where the money is being spent after they've started collecting it and if they're going to have this insurance for people they need to spell out exactly what it covers and also we need to make sure that if you do need to use it you can and you don't run into you know the Thai bureaucracy that everybody else who comes to Thailand seems to meet. I think at the end of the day if Thailand want to implement a tax coming into the country that's their business they're entitled to do so At the end of the day, for me, it probably wouldn't impact me traveling to Thailand. It might be in the back of my brain, but as one person said, if it's meant to be a foreigner's tax, what about all the Thai people now who'll be traveling into Thailand? If it's pre-built into their flight ticket, will they be able to reclaim this money? And that's, you know, something that needs to be addressed by the government in relation to this as well. But what we'll do is we will run a poll later on today on the YouTube channel, maybe later on in the afternoon, and we'll ask the question whether you agree or disagree. And we'll see what the results are. And now, Thai foreign minister confirms no deadline yet for test and go entry on Thailand Pass. Thailand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs confirmed today there has yet to be a cut-off date set for entry into Thailand under the test-and-go scheme for people who have already been granted their Thailand pass, even though the issuing of new passes has been suspended since December 22nd. The confirmation, given in a press briefing by MFA spokesman Tanis Sangrat, comes after the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration announced on January 7th that people with the passes only could enter until January 15th, after which decision will be revisited. The temporary suspension of processing of new Thailand pass applications comes amid growing concern over the rapid spread of the COVID-19 Omicron variant, as infections in Thailand rebound to over 3,000 per day soon after the new year, with 8,167 recorded today. The MFA spokesman made clear that the Thailand Pass suspension only applies to the Test and Go program, in which fully vaccinated and COVID-negative people from low-risk countries and territories can enter the country with quarantine of only about a day, while they await for a COVID-19 test results taken upon entry. Thailand Pass issuance will proceed for those entering the country through the alternative quarantine and sandbox programs. For the latter, no quarantine is required, but arrivals must stay in the province of entry for at least seven days before being allowed to travel elsewhere in the country. Currently, the sandbox program is being implemented in Phuket, Koh Samui, Koh Koh Tao, Krabi and Panya province. The new additions to Phuket came into effect from January 11th. Maybe tomorrow or the next day, I will do uh, a story on the Panya, uh, Krabi, Samui Sandbox, and the entry requirements and all the different things that go with it if you do wish to travel to Thailand and visit one of those provinces during that time. Uh, if that's of interest to people, it'll be definitely in the show over the weekend. This is just basically confirming that there is no cutoff date as of yet. Now they keep mentioning this as of yet, but which tends to suggest to me that there will be a cutoff date eventually put on it. You could understand why there would be a cutoff date put on it because they're implementing the sandbox and in the middle of it you have this kind of group of test and go people who are traveling around the country but not being tested while other people are having to undergo two tests getting the test and go people to do the second test has proven to be quite difficult especially if it's people that are not staying in traditional accommodations such as hotels or guest houses and things like that you know people who book into airbnbs or even stay at their own home so yes it has become a bit of a problem in that relation but hopefully they get this sorted out and they can you know offer some clarity to people who are planning to travel to thailand under the thailand test and go program and now for one of the strangest stories of the day. Thai man seeks COVID-positive escort to get infected deliberately. An online job listing has gone viral in Thailand this week. It features a man seeking to hire a social companion who has tested positive for COVID-19 in a deliberate attempt to get infected. The listing, apparently written by a broker, indicated that the client is offering three to 5,000 Thai baht to a suitably qualified drinking companion. COVID positive only, the client wants to catch the coronavirus, read the listing. It's believed that the client plans to take advantage of a popular COVID-19 health insurance plan in Thailand. When the coronavirus hit the country two years ago, many insurance companies offered various policies that paid out an amount of money just for getting infected. The compensation could be as much as 200000 The Office of the Insurance Commission addressed this issue on Wednesday, saying it's against the law and is considered to be insurance fraud. An insurance claim can be denied in such a case, warned the OIC. An investigation has been launched. The client has already been identified and he does have a COVID-19 insurance plan. The man is yet to be charged with fraud. The maximum penalty is three years in prison and or a maximum fine of 300,000 baht. The initial story that I read about this didn't actually have the part about the insurance fraud in it. So when I first read this story uh, late yesterday evening, I was literally shocked to think that there was a person out there looking for an escort who had COVID so he could get infected with COVID. I, I mean, I just couldn't get my mind around what this guy must have been thinking. But of course, now that they bring in the insurance fraud factor, I guess we can see exactly what he was thinking and what his plan was. Of course, he hasn't been charged yet because technically he hasn't committed the fraud. He really has only thought about it and I, 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 they would have to prove a lot to be able to charge him with that. But it's a very strange thing to want to do to be able to get an insurance payout if that is his actual motive in all of this. But yeah, I mean, could you see yourself going out there and deliberately trying to get infected with COVID so he could get an insurance claim? On the other hand, of course, there is the unknown factor of if he did get infected by COVID-19, he could end up dying possibly. So I wonder has he thought this whole process true before he uh, started to implement it. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Sandbox tourists may not transit in Bangkok to Phuket, but can to Samui. Sandbox tourists traveling to Phuket, including those coming to stay in Panya and Krabi, are not allowed to transit through Bangkok, an official announcement issued by the Thai Royal Embassy in Berlin has revealed. Prab Kishin calls for realistic policy for keeping Patong alive. Patong businessman, Prab Kieson, chairman of Persona Group and the chief of the Patong Development Foundation, has called for a realistic approach to the current outbreak, with infected people isolated and uninfected staff allowed to keep businesses open. And finally, police donate food relief to police. Region 8 police commander presided over a ceremony yesterday to donate rice and dry food to police officers serving under the Provincial Police Region 8 as a gift and encouragement to the brothers and sisters of police officers under their jurisdiction.